Welcome to the Rich Stylist Podcast. I'm Ashley Diana, business coach for Hair Extension Pros and founder of Rich Stylist Academy. I'll be your guide as you begin to attract your dream clients, create amazing extension transformations, and have your bank account overflowing with cash. Let's go. Welcome back to Rich Stylist Podcast. This is Ashley. In this episode, I'm talking with Vera Mihalik, who was a luxury colorist and hair extension specialist in Austin, Texas. I asked Vera to join the podcast with me because I just adore her style and her essence. I've been so in love with the transformation that I've seen unfold with Vera professionally and personally. Like she just exudes this effortless kind of confidence and I just adore it. But ever since meeting her a couple years ago, I've just been captivated by what she has created for herself on in her business and on her social media, all the things. She has totally created a vibe in her salon space and of course as well on her social media. One of the things we chat about in this episode is how she has such a focus on healthy hair, which of course is very important in the hair extension industry, but something that I think people don't talk about as much. And she really highlights that at the core of what she shares. Vera always speaks of custom tailoring her clients' individual needs with their hair treatments, color and extension services, or as Vera often calls it, which I love, hair enhancement services. I love the good elevating of words. Do you? I just love that. One of the most remarkable takeaways from this episode is how Vera grew her business at the very start of the pandemic. But it wasn't just any regular business relaunch. Vera had literally moved from Seattle, Washington to Austin, Texas right before the pandemic. So she was starting 100% fresh in a new city with essentially zero client base. She was brand new in Austin. What she was able to create and develop is outstanding. And Vera is the epitome of what you can accomplish too. If you decide to go after it, if you decide to go after your goals and no matter what obstacles are in your way, you refuse to let excuses hinder you from your greatness. It's definitely an understatement to say that I am so proud that she is a founding member of Rich Stylist Academy. I'm so grateful our paths crossed when they did and grateful that I was able to be a guide in her remarkable business journey. And most of all, that she is open to sharing her greatness with all of us. Let's hear about it all now from Vera. Hey, Vera, I'm so happy to have you on the podcast. Thank you for being here today. Hi, Ashley. I'm so happy to be here. You're one of my favorite stylists and extensionists on Instagram and um, in real life, because I I know you personally, but I just wanted to talk to you today about all the wonderful things that you share online, your aesthetic, your business, the level of luxury that you offer your clients and that you present online. your your business skills there's just a lot of things that i think that you provide so much value in but one of the things i wanted to start off with was you relocated and like radically changed elevated i saw you like transform at least what i saw was like transform into like completely different stylist and aesthetic and business from moving Seattle, correct? Yeah, yeah. Can we can we talk about that a little bit and unpack that the the relocation and what was that like for you? Yeah, absolutely. Um so I'd been in Seattle for 15 years and I 
I wanted to relocate. And of course it's, it's so daunting to have a super successful business. And as a stylist, we're always starting from zero when you move. So of course it was terrifying when I decided to do it, but I really, I'm a big planner and, um, I actually ended up spending about nine months planning for my move and really, really went into it with a solid plan, a solid budget, solid monthly goals, and definitely took everything to heart with, instead of going into it with a mindset of fear, I went into it with seeing it as an opportunity to create the exact business I wanted. And so when I moved, even though I had done all this planning that no one really knew about, I mean, it was nine months of working my ass off in Seattle and then coming home and getting on my laptop until midnight at 1am. I showed up to Austin with a plan of here's the exact client I want. Here's the exact business I want. Here's how much money I want to make. And I'm going to build my dream clientele. So, um, it's, it's been pretty awesome. It, it, uh, it really shows you that having a little bit of faith in yourself and the universe and, and what your capabilities are can bring you a lot, leaving space for that. Absolutely. Now, what um, prompted the move? Is that something we, I'm just curious. Yeah, sure. Um, I'd actually been wanting to move for a long time. Seattle is not a very sunny place. And it sounds so simple, but I just wanted to live somewhere sunny. And my boyfriend and I, um, you know, we both wanted to move together. He'd been talking about Austin so much. And of course I saw Austin as an opportunity because I knew at the time Austin was growing so quickly and it was such a cool city to move to. So we moved here together with a plan to, um, you know, start something new and have some fun. And it's just such a young, vibrant city. And outside of my business, I, I love music and Austin is music and art. So, you know, we're, I, people always say, if you're really happy where you live, you're, it's easier to make your dreams come true. <laughs> I think that's very true, very true. And were you? Do, how long were you doing hair in Seattle prior? I moved to Seattle in 2005 with my cosmetology license. And I went to university there, um, did hair for just a couple of years outside of college, uh, got a corporate job for another couple of years, and then really went back to doing hair with a focus on hair extensions full time for the remaining eight years that I was in Seattle prior to moving. Okay, so it was a pretty big up uproot. It, was, it wasn't yeah. just I had, you had done hair a year or two. No, I had a full clientele, double booked with an assistant, and I was working at the most beautiful salon that my friend Karen opened, and we were just, we were just having so much fun. It was, it was hard to leave that salon. It was really, really beautiful, and I loved my clients, but I just kind of realized I can't, I, I won't, I can't have a family in a city I'm not happy in. And, um, it's a little, the longer I waited, the longer it would take to start over. And I was about to turn 30 and I figured 
<laughs> if I don't do it now, I might not. <laughs> it's, it's interesting to make that decision, which I think is awesome and even more empowering to do it out of your own free will. Meaning it wasn't because my partner got relocated or because yeah. there was a catastrophe or that like I had to move, like saying, you know what? I have a great thing, but I think yeah. things can be even better. I say that because people tend to stay in situations. They don't have to be bad. They can just be, they can be pretty good. Hey, things are pretty good. Like you had it, but people um, get this such a comfort to stay in that spot to be like, gosh, what, you know, am I not grateful for what I have? <laughs> you know, uh, what am I thinking? And, and maybe from, from outside influences, but you decided, to say this is really good and I'm happy and it's fun and I have a great you know owner of my salon and awesome clients but you know what I still see a brighter future I see more more fun and more happiness and more joy and all the things so so there was more for you even in a space that you were happy and content in so I think that's very interesting I mean sometimes I think it's a problem sometimes I'm like can you just stop and enjoy where you're at because I'm always like ooh what's next? What else can I do? What else can I do? It's my day off. What else can I do? I'm like, maybe I need to just chill at some point instead of having like three extra projects I'm building. <laughs> you know, I think that how you feel and where you're at is like the optimal place to be for anyone. And I say that because one of um, my mentors, Bob Proctor, he always said, if you're not growing, you're dying. It doesn't mean you're literally dying, but it means if you're not looking for what's next and looking to achieve and, and looking for more, nothing stays yeah. the same all the time. You have to actually continue to look for and to grow because people often think, well, life just stays where it's at. My health stays where it's at. My, my beauty stays where it's at. My business stays where it's at. My anything, my relationships, no, every, you have to actually work at keeping things even, you know, so-called at a certain level. So yes, I think it's amazing and, and so inspiring and important for people to hear what you're saying in your story because uh, you have the, mind, the mindset of, of choosing growth. And yeah. if you don't choose growth, the opposite is actually happening, whether you feel like it at the time or not, it's actually kind of slowly, yeah. you know, going, going downhill, so. Yeah, absolutely. Now you also, just, just for fun, I was like, you know, um, Vera moved to Austin, Texas. I, in my mind, I thought before it was cool. It's just like the coolest city now. Austin's always been cool for sure. But like, I was like, Vera moved there like before there was like the influx from the West Coast or from the North or from all yeah. over, I imagine, mo moving to Austin. So what has, has that, have you seen that um, have an impact on your business? So I moved exactly two months before the shutdown, the COVID shutdown. Oh, I didn't realize it was that close. Yes. So I moved December 31st and then, oh, sorry, exactly three months and we were shut down. So luckily because I'm in Texas, we were only shut down for two months. And then before the general public knew what COVID was, um, we were allowed to go back to work. So during that time, I was able to build my business for people who spent basically two months on their phones searching for, you know, people they liked to do their hair. And for me, um, I had clients the moment I opened traveling in from Houston, Dallas, uh, South Carolina, 
And then I went back to Seattle right away and took care of my clients out there who'd had their extensions in for six months. Um, and really it was people looking for exactly what I was offering, luxury, color, and extensions. Um, it's interesting. People think that after a two month shutdown, people wouldn't be interested in taking care of their looks. And it was quite the opposite. Women couldn't wait to feel and look beautiful and feel good about themselves. And they were so excited and they haven't stopped. Um, but now I am, you know, two years, it, it's, it's actually exactly, exactly two years after the shutdown now. And most of the people reaching out to me are people who've moved to Texas from other states, a lot of California, a lot of New York. Um, and it's just people wanting to live in a state where the economy is better, understandably. So, yeah. So speaking of clients reaching out to you, something that I was curious about is what do you hear from your clients? Like what is the reason when they come into your salon or reach out to you via your application? What do they say? Like I booked with you because of this. Yeah. So um, this goes along with your previous question. When I first moved to Austin, I really focused on hair restoration with healthy color and hair extensions because a lot of people don't actually know that you can heal the hair while wearing hair extensions. So I'll probably maybe about half of my clients at the time were reaching out to me because they'd either had damaging hair extensions or their hair was just a little over processed or a little fried or whatever. And they knew I could kind of restore it and teach them and educate them how to care for it. Now, a couple of years later, it's more so people looking for luxury color and extensions, and maybe they've already had hair extensions, um, especially clients coming from the LA area. They're more so looking for someone who can do their, their continue doing their extensions. That's more of the people reaching out to me now. So I have a Facebook post here that really goes along with what we're talking about with like, right, you starting your business right at the pandemic, which again, I didn't realize it was that close when you moved to Austin. Yeah. So interesting, right? So in your in your post in Rich Silas, you asked, and this was um, right after the shutdown, about if the people in Rich Silas would be willing to share like their keratin extension pricing. Um, you said, I think I'm gonna, I like to change my, my rates and I feel like I'm staying late for extra clients and perhaps I'm undercharging. Um, and then it shows like within a few minutes, there was like 42 comments of stylists coming and like, I don't have them here, but it just says there's that many, you know, coming to say, this is what I charge, da, 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 da. But the coolest thing about it was that a month later, you commented under the post and said, hey guys, I wanted to follow up and thank you for sharing your pricing knowledge with me. I adjusted everything and I had the best month of my life during a pandemic. Yeah. It's, yeah. it, it's so amazing. And it's even more amazing now that I, again, I didn't realize it was right before. So having your best month during a pandemic when you had just relocated to a very far away state. Yeah. Wow, congratulations. It's just so amazing um, what you did. And I just wanted to share that as well. It's just been awesome what's unfolded. Oh, thank you so much. I mean, there was so during those months when I first moved, I had to meditate every morning and change my mindset very consciously from, oh shit, you didn't make any money today to actually you have the opportunity today with 
all of your gifts and all your talent to be the person people are looking for and they're looking for you. And they, and lo and behold, they have them this whole time. So, so much of it was mindset and, and, and really consciously every morning, instead of letting that anxiety take, take over doing my meditation. And I'm, I am very, very big on, I write down my goals sometimes on the daily, sometimes weekly, sometimes monthly, I put in all my intentions for, for work, personal clients. I mean, there's so much, and that's just how I've always lived. And I think in, especially with business, it's, it's kind of amazing. If I write it down, it'll happen. (laughs) Yeah. It's literally declaring it and saying, this is what I want. Yeah. Yeah. Like verbalizing it very specifically what it is you want. So tell me about your, like a morning routine. Can you walk us through that? Like maybe what that looks like now. I'm at a place right now where I'm trying to find more balance. And I, I realized those first two years, it's, it's kind of like a part of it is survival and fight. And when you move into a new city, you have no choice but to work and fight, especially during a pandemic. So um, I've actually just in the last few months had to completely change my morning routine and my mindset from survival to balance (laughs) and gratefulness and taking care of my physical body because I have pain in my fingers from being overworked. And um, so it went from... The moment I woke up, you know, social media, marketing, building, um, posting, all that to now I'm waking up and I do my joy. um, I do like a joy devotional and I drink my vitamins. I sleep in with my pets and lay there and I've always, always done, um, a gratitude prayer in the morning. I've been doing it for many, many, many years. So I do spend some time every morning doing that just to myself. Um, take my dog on a walk on the lake. Uh, we're lucky to live right on the lake in Austin. So that's been really, really beautiful. Yeah. Um, I actually go to the salon at about 10 or 11. My morning is my time. Um, Depending on the day I sit down and I, I work on my goals, um, probably one morning a week. And then I set aside office days where I focus on like all things, business, social media. Um, right now I'm at the salon behind the chair, working on clients, probably a good four days, um, 11 to seven or so. Uh, and I'm just trying to find balance right now with taking care of my body. Yeah. You find that you you do get to a point in your career where you find that like, okay, all that is very important. And when when they talk about it in cosmetology school and you're like, oh, my hands are going to be fine. My back's going to be fine. You know, and then you're thinking, oh yeah, I need to wear my wrist guard at nighttime and I need to stretch out my fingers and do all these exercises. Oh my gosh. Last night we're like hot tub and ice. And we're just laughing. We're like grandma and grandpa over here. Those are eating routine, icing our, my wrist and my boyfriend's icing his knee. It's a sexy job. 
Totally is. <laughs> Very sexy. Okay. But speaking of sexy, let's actually talk about your gorgeous, luxurious salon space. It's, it's like a destination for your clients to come to. And, and, and here I'll say this. I haven't been to your space personally, but it comes across that way via Instagram, which I know is what you're you're trying to convey because it's it's to me it was very obvious. And I'm like, yes, I love what she's doing. It's just um the aesthetic that you have created is is gorgeous can you tell us about that like where the inspiration came from and how you've curated that online mm -hmm. yeah um well I, I love interior design as it is but because so many of my clients travel in they're either driving in or flying in um I want I I'm so glad it does that because I want people to feel that and for me this goes way back to when I was 18 years old, going to the fanciest salon in Seattle and just leaving feeling like complete shit and reminding myself when I decided to do hair full time, I never want a client to feel that way ever. And so for me, the most important thing is that clients feel so comfortable when they walk in. I want no matter what a client looks like, what they're wearing, what they feel like, what they look like on the outside. I want them to feel invited, comfortable, relaxed. I want, I want it to be like, oh, okay, I'm good here. Like that's what I want my space to feel like. Um, but I love the decor part of it so much. So I'm always moving little things around and putting little things in. Um, and then a part of the luxury aesthetic, of course, is I don't like clutter. I don't like noise. I want everything to be super clean and bright. And I want beautiful plants. I want things to be blooming and happy. And I also love kind of catering to the to um, anything I can do to make the client feel super pampered. I love having a big tray of snacks and really beautiful glasses to serve drinks in and all those little extras. I just, I love them. And so do clients. I think it's like one of the most fun parts about doing hair is, is the experience that you get to create for them. Yeah. <laughs> I could spend half of what their hair investment is just on making it great for them. <laughs> yeah. Same. <laughs> Now, do you have someone help you with social media or do you curate the whole, the I whole thing? I do it all myself. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's very beautiful. Oh, thank you. So I know you work with multiple brands. One of the things that I think you do so well and that I can tell you put so much thought and care and attention into is really being particular about what type of hair, what brand, what method is perfect for the client in your chair. What are the brands you work with or how many different types of attachments do you work with? Let's talk about that first. Sure. Yeah. Uh, when I first started my extension career, I did have like little mini courses and pretty much every method at the time. And that was something like eight or nine years ago. And, um, then I took a bunch of courses down at 901 salon in LA and Rihanna and Nikki really encouraged us to do great lengths at the time. And I mean, great lengths like really launched my extension career and taught me about hair health and that extent extensions can be healthy for the hair. And because they were, they have such a great training program. Um, that was my start, um, with actually building a clientele. 
And then over time, as I became more of an expert on my own, um, I started to choose other brands that were better textures for my clients and just a better fit for my clients. So I do, I personally, because my clientele tends to have fine or fragile hair, I prefer tapins and keratins. That's just my personal preference. Um, I am very, very careful not to say anything negative about other uh, methods. And, and I, I, and that's just for me personally, like you see a lot of stylists comparing on Instagram and I just disagree with that. Like, I know what my clientele is and I know what a fit is for their lifestyle and for their hair. And so that's just the methods I choose. And I love them. Um, in terms of brands, um, I love Tiffany Scott. It's beautiful European hair. And I have clients who specifically, once I use her hair, ask for it and prefer it. Um, I don't generally talk brands with clients. I was curious about that um, because I, I noticed you don't typically talk about it on your Instagram, which you know what? I find very refreshing and I like. I'm match, yeah. I have enjoyed as a viewer of what you share to just see the beautiful hair instead of going oh okay that's the brand she used okay well that brand looks like that she did that brand on this because it, it, it to me if i was a client i would be like okay i don't really care what you use i love the end result i love you i love you i love your space i love the end result just do do what i need once my confidence level reached higher and higher and I became more of an expert. Then I started understanding they're coming for me and my artistic eye. And I, of course I want it to feel good and look beautiful and be healthy for their hair. So a lot of the time with my, with my clientele, we don't talk brands, but you know, some of my clients who've been with me for a long time, they'll, they'll say, Oh, I want great lengths. I liked how the texture felt a little more, or they'll say, Oh, I want Tiffany Scott, I prefer the European hair. And I don't mind that. Like I'm pretty open with my clients and I'm very, very transparent and honest with them. But like present day with new clients, I don't talk brands. And um, because I just want them to trust that I know what they need. So, and sometimes I mix and match. I mean, it really just depends. The main thing for me that I focus on is ethically sourced. That me personally and for my business is uh, a, a part of my brand and that's important to me. And of course, luxury, it needs to be like top, top, top quality. I'm not touching anything that's not. <laughs> you have created such a great brand and a great presence for yourself that you've really set the expectation that when a new guest comes into your space, they, they already know that you only provide like the top tier luxury. They already know that you know what's best, um, that you're gonna be taking care of the health of your hair. So that's for, for stylists listening, like that's so important. Like if you want a certain type of client, you want a certain type of business, you need to show that on social media yeah. Yeah. so that your clients are educated when, when they come in and, and they already know you and like you and, and love you and, yeah. and know what you're all about, know what you stand for. And they can come in your chair and be like, okay, take care of me. Yeah. And at the end of the day, they want pretty hair. And so the pictures in the descriptions should be really pretty hair. I think like in the beginning of my career, 
it was important for me to have great links as branding because I was, I, I just, I got so many clients from that, from just being a certified stylist and, you know, and new clients still find me that route or through Tiffany, but, um, I, yeah, at this point they're like, it's so, so, so amazing when a client brings in pictures of my clients. I mean, I felt like that was the big switch is when every inspiration photo they bring in is my client. Like that just makes my heart still flutter. It's so fun. That's a really great point. Mm -hmm. You're like, well, I can clearly do something very similar to that because <laughs> I did that. I just love it. It used to all be Pinterest and now I'm like, it's all mine. Yay. <laughs> That's so cool. Have you ever been fearful that a brand would maybe hold something against you or be upset, whatever that may look like because you're using other brands? No, it'd be their loss. I've had brands reach out to me and ask me to be exclusive and I'm very candid with them. And I will write back and say, I, I, I'm very, very, very straightforward with people. I don't do bullshit. And so when brands reach out to me, I say I'd be doing a disservice to my client you don't have the textures or the colors I need exclusively from you. So nothing against you. I just can't do that to my business. That's just what I tell them. I have found stylists before that have been nervous about maybe using another brand or another method because, oh my gosh, well, what will so-and-so think on social media? Like the brand seeing me use it. And I guess it all depends on what, what your, your end result is. I mean, also if you're, if you're wanting to you know, build a, a type of brand on social media, that may be one thing. If you're just starting your business, that may be one thing, but you're at the point in your career where it's like, I, I have the business, I have the brand, I have, it, it really comes down to just continue to make my clients happy. And a part of it too is I am very, very, very business minded. Like when I sit down, I know all my expenses to the down to the penny, I know what every client is paying. I know what everything is per hour. Like if I were to be, for example, exclusive to one company and say they offer me only a small percentage off to be exclusive, like at the end of the year, that's actually a big loss for me financially. So stylists need to take into account like, what's your business going to look like in two years if you sign a three to five year contract with the brand? And a lot of times they are a three year minimum. They are. And at the end of the day, you're working for money. I know we're, we're it's a job. Sure. <laughs> it is a job. We forget that because we love our clients and we want to do beautiful work. But if you as a stylist had you know, a CFO running your numbers for you, they would, they would advise you to not do that probably depending on your situation. So prior to doing hair online, meaning like starting a, you know, a, a hair social media and that type of thing I had, um, and still do like an online business as a influencer blogger. And in that world, because I've seen it on each side, they pay a lot more to bloggers and influencers than brands do to professional hairstylists. It is mind blowing. I mean, and then this is just from my experience. And again, I can't, I'm not speaking for any 
all the brands out there, even even hair brands, just from what I have received, you know, in in my inbox or from from hair brands, it is wildly different and than what is typically offered to um, an influencer blogger. And it's much more, uh, lo what I've seen anyway, is much, much longer contracts, yeah. um, a, lots of multiple posts a month. Um, it just doesn't add up. It just, it, it is so low compared to other industries um, via social media. And I've always, I just, I just, I just don't like it. And I think you made such a good point because when you really look at your numbers and really look at how much you are creating and sharing for the brand and putting your name on the line, and it's one thing to share, but to be exclusive, it needs another zero. I, exactly. I was chatting with Tania about this, and we were like comparing numbers, and I was, we, we were just, we were just both like. LOL, 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 are you going to pay me hourly kind of thing? Like the, some of the emails you get from brands are pretty funny. <laughs> like definitely tack on another zero. <laughs> Ironically, in the hair industry, you look at, you may look at the number and go, well, that doesn't really make a lot of sense. And also compared to what I make in the salon. Totally. Like I look at some brands, I'm like, how do you, are you, are you, are you high? Like what, yeah. what do you what do you think I'm gonna I'm gonna stop doing hair half the month and post for your brand and take a a three quarter pay cut? It's because why? And I'm gonna be stuck into it for three years. <laughs> like, and I tell them that. <laughs> so Vera, you've always been about the numbers. Is there any way you can share like something very tangible with us? Like, how do you keep up with it? Literally, do you have a journal? Do you have a like a, a system, a software? How does that work? I can nerd out on my office days with my spreadsheets. Um, I love them. I actually have my journals that I consistently write things in. And I have a personal journal that's just all my personal, you know, goals and things like that. And just thoughts and things I'm working on. And then I have my work ones. And I will write down. Um, so I actually break everything down. I have a yearly goal. And I always do a... Um, like what is a very realistic attainable yearly goal? And then what's a stretch one. And if I could have this magical stretch goal and it needs to be a little scary, what would it be? And last year I reached my stretch goal and I basically during the last four months wrote down, Ooh, if I could make a certain amount of money, what would that be? And I wrote that down and I did it. But I also write down what is my goal per client like what service total would I like each client to be? Um, I have a weekly goal, a monthly goal, a goal, basically how many days per month do I want to work? Um, and then I, each of those always has an attainable goal and a stretch goal. And I'm not, I'm very, very goal oriented, but I'm also super easy with myself. You know, if I reach it, let's give myself a really awesome bonus and let's go on a shopping spree. And if I don't, it's okay. It was a month I needed to take care of my fingers because they hurt, but, um, I usually reach it. <laughs> so I love my little notes on my phone and I love looking at it. And because I'm very goalie goal oriented, I love the, I, I use square. I love square. I can look at all my numbers broken down at the end of a super exhausting 10 hour workday. 
I can look at my square transactions. And if I reached my goal, as much as my body hurts, I'm so excited. If I surpassed my goal, I'm like, fuck yeah, I just surpassed my goal. And then it's worth the 10 hours. So on, on my uh, MacBook, I use numbers. It's uh, the same thing as an Excel spreadsheet. And I have all my spreadsheets from like nine years ago. And it's actually really fun to compare like year one baby stylist to like, you know, now. (laughs) I bet that is. Yeah. Yeah. It's always fun to look back and be like, that was your big goal. Sweet. Cause everyone starts somewhere and it's really important to write down every little achievement, you know? It's so important to write. I, I, I talk about that often with people. You have to write down and to look at what have I actually done and how do I feel about it? How, how do I, how did I feel about it back then? How do I feel about it now? Because that gives you the energy and the good juju to yeah. just keep going and to keep continuing to yeah. apply those stretch goals or those like C goals where it's like, oh, that's kind of scary. But hey, you know what? I have a history here. I can look yeah. at X, Y, Z yeah. and see that I've, I've done something like this before. Maybe I haven't done this exact thing, but I've done something else that was scary before. And guess what? I did it. Totally. Like when my first month in Austin, my goal was two new extension clients. And I would go to the little shop and write down two. <laughs> I'll be happy if I have two. And and it's different now, of course, but um, it is. And, and when you work for yourself, and I think a lot of us are, are when we do extensions, I think a, a lot of us rent a chair or, or own a salon or whatever it may be. So you have to be your biggest cheerleader. You have to be celebrating every little win. And just because no one's there doing it for you, like no one else is giving you your goals or um, giving you bonuses at the end of the month. So you kind of need to be your own manager in that way. You absolutely do. Now, since we're talking money, I'm going to ask you some questions about money and rich stylists and all those fun things. So what's the most you earned before being a part of Rich Stylist? They were pretty similar in numbers, but the difference was I was able to cut out a lot of my um, kind of lower service dollar totals. And I was able to build my extension clientele more. So I was really able to cut the hours I work. When I joined Rich Stylist, I was in Seattle and and it was a little different, right? And then I moved to Austin and it was COVID year. (laughs) So, and so what happened in Seattle was I was super busy working double booked men's cuts, color and extensions, but I wanted my business to become extensions and I wanted to work less hours and less days. And so instead of working like five, six days a week, sometimes 12 hours at the time. I just, I wanted those like higher ticket clients. And for the client experience, um, I am less anxious when I do one client all day versus eight clients in one day, because that's what I was doing at the time. I was, uh, you know, getting treatment for anxiety at the time because I, I couldn't, I was going to see my acupuncturist for body pain and anxiety. Like that was the treatment I was getting and having to manage that. So when I moved to Austin, I was, I would say more of my success in Seattle with rich stylist was I took one day off per week to focus on 
doing the programs and truly dedicating to doing them and following every single thing that was taught to a T. And I know my service totals were so much higher. I think because of my unique situation, I would say my service totals per client on average went from about $300 a client to a thousand per client. And that's where the difference is. It's like, I'm working much less. I'm able to work three to four days per week and still earn, you know, well over six figures. What made you say, you know, I'm ready for a change. I'm ready to invest in a mentorship. What did you feel like you needed? I mean, at the time it was so funny because I needed to invest a, a couple thousand into it. And I was like, oh God, that's a lot of money. And I remember thinking, I'm ready. Let's do it. I need a change. And I was starting to get really burnt out from just the salon job. And I wanted something where I just knew I was capable of being a stylist who was at the very top. Like if this is my career, I want to be at the top and I'm, it's probably a personality thing and a character thing where I'm like, let's do it. Let's try it. I think I can do this. Um, And I wanted more freedom in my life, specifically with working less and traveling more and just being able to earn so much more behind the chair and not having to give up all of my energy to clients day in, day out, double booked. I mean, it is just not sustainable. And I was starting to see so many of my friends who I love, who'd been doing hair longer than me, just get completely burnt out. And I just, I, I just did not want to be double booked doing color the rest of my life. I just knew at some point I'd be over it. I felt the same way. Like I've done it, but I didn't do that for very long. Cause I was like, this is yeah. not for me. Like I am not made for this. Like I love, I love the people and love clients and I loved doing it, but it was more of a energetic drain for me. And I found it, um, I, I just knew I was like, Hey, I physically wouldn't be able to do this for very long. And also like the energetic drain, but for me, like standing over clients, like hair painting or doing uh, foiling was much more strenuous than applying ahead of extensions for eight or so hours. And it was the peace for me that I have sitting down and focusing on one client that day, which I'm sure is the same for you. It was, and a part of it was um, my my right side of my neck. I have an old uh, chronic neck injury from a really bad accident I was in when um, I think I was like 22 years old. And So doing all that blow drying per day, literally yanked my neck out of place and my neck, I would be in such severe chronic pain every single day doing hair. And that for me was like, I need something different and I can't keep doing this. So that's where I decided to make the investment and really, really, really do the program. Um, And I'm so glad I did because it, it, you know, it's made a world of a difference. Like that's where I knew if I'm going to do something this physical and this painful on my body, it better be worth it. Cause I can get a corporate job and not worry about it. And, and you just have your one body. Like it's, it's like, you got to take care of it. <laughs> I'm going to do this one and make it, make a lot of money doing it. So, I mean, and, and realistically extensions are where it's at. So I love it and it's fun. What has more money and more time freedom 
done for you? I just, I live for travel. And of course with COVID that's been different. We do still travel quite a bit, except these days it's like to Mexico. <laughs> that's still great though. I do. I, that, that's one thing I love that you share as well. I'm like, she's doing this epic hair and she's also going these amazing places. Like it's so awesome. When I, when I first joined uh, Rich Stylist, I, you know, at the time for me, it was, if I'm going to be living here in Seattle where I hate the weather, I want to travel and I love yoga and meditation and animals and the jungle. And I've, you know, I went to Bali three months out of that year and I still earn well over six figures and took three months off. And that's what, that's what I was able to do within a year of joining Rich Stylist. I mean, it really, really propelled me into exactly what I wanted to do with my life. And so right now it's just rest I wrote down, um, you know, I was sitting there on my balcony this summer writing down what makes me stressed and then what is the solution for that? And it was such a simple exercise and every single thing I wrote down on the solution list was rest. I need time. I want time with my family, time with my parents who are older, time with my family in Washington, with my pets. So at this point, it's just time and rest. Like none of us know. I think that's kind of the weird one positive that came out of all of this pandemic is that hopefully we've come out of it um, valuing time with our loved ones. Money can give you more choices and more time. Exactly. It's not about the money. It's about the time and the, and the freedom that you're able to have because time is something that you actually can't make more of hundred percent. And that's what it is. It's for me, those goals I set and wanting to earn more gives me rest and time and, and an opportunity to help where it's needed and build things that help other people and time to work on other business ventures instead of just my clients all day, which is, that's kind of where I'm at right now is when I was working in Seattle, I'd be so exhausted from clients all day that I would just come home and sleep and eat legitimately all weekend. And now on my days off, I'm working on bigger projects that I'm excited for. So I have time for that. And that's, that's so valuable. And that's also very fueling to yourself, your soul, your energy to be able to have that um, extra energy to be able to do those things. And I'm excited to see what's coming. That sounds great. <laughs> Most hairstylists are very multi-passionate anyway. I think it just goes along with the creative type of industry. Like, yeah. Now, just for fun, um, what has been your highest ticket service or your highest ticket day? Is that a number we can share? I, I do things a little different for clients. I create what I call a treatment plan for their hair. In that I do, um, that's why I don't do extensions only. And that's my, my personal preference. So in that I do color, whatever they need with color, sometimes a Brazilian and then hair extensions. Um, so my highest ticket for that has been, I think 6,000 because that's separated into two days. And I think my highest day I want to say has been four. 
so your highest day has been four, but really as far as like a, a client where you're like, this is what we need to do for your hair yeah. is six. Yeah. And, the, and that's, you know, that's probably like a two day service. Yeah. It's, it's incredible. Yeah, yeah. And they're happy to pay you. Oh my God. They so excited. Absolutely. <laughs> they're like trying to book more appointments and they can't. <laughs> They're like, how quickly can I pay you this $6,000? Please help me. And with that, like, I'm actually a very, um, I would consider myself very minimal in terms of what I apply on clients. All of my, you know, my services are generally very conservative in comparison to other extension artists. So, to you know, take that into account with that number. Like, that's my general clientele likes, you know, like, 16 to 18, very natural. You can never tell they have extensions. It's like minimal. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can see that with your, with your, with your after pictures on Instagram. I mean, they're very, you would not know. It's, and that's, and that's wonderful. It's, it's very effortless. Like it's just very breezy. Um, they're, they're not walking out with typically 24 inch solid blunt hair. Totally. And if, and if I, if I was, I mean, of course that ticket number would be a, a lot higher, but my clientele is just not that luck and that's okay. Let's say Vera at the start of your hairstyling career, did you ever think you would one day tell a client, well, when we do your color and your treatment and your extensions, it's going to be $6,000. I think I wanted it to be. I know, <laughs> I know when I went into doing hair full time, still being a number numbers person, you know, just at the time, like I was out of college trying to figure out what to do. And I was like, you know what, let's give the pair another chance. I want to work for myself. And I was working at a salon and I ran the numbers and I was like, I'm literally never going to make six figures doing color in my life ever. I just remember at the time be talking to my boss and being like, I'm never going to make what I want doing this. Um, what do I do? And I started looking into hair extensions and I told him, I was like, I know I'm going to be able to make what I want. And at the time it was, uh, you know, a six figure goal. And he was like, he was awesome. He was like, let's do it. And he brought in a friend and, um, you know, she did a training with me where she taught me all the methods she knew. And it was awesome. And so at the time I, I had a goal, it took me a few years to get there, but I think it just takes a lot of time and a lot of trial and error to, and um, just a lot of years of practice to confidently give a client a quote like that. And that's something that I really want to stress with stylists who, you know, there's all of this going around, charge your worth, charge your worth. Well, worth comes with working really, really hard. And putting in the years of experience to where you can confidently tell a client, this is the quote. You have to have this, the skills to match as well as the experience, as meaning the, the client experience. I mean, you really have to have all the things in place. And the cherry on top is of course, having the mindset of, I can do this, I will do this, I'm gonna do a great job. And yeah. it's up to them to decide. It's, it's my job is to tell them what the price is. Exactly. Yeah. So speaking of confidence, how would you rate your confidence like before Rich Silas and then after, you know, really 
going through all the modules and at the point where you are now? I mean, in different areas, I would say I was super confident. I mean, I was definitely at like a 10 with, I know what looks good. I know what's stylish. I know how to give you really beautiful color in a cut. I know what's going to look good on you. I know how to keep you coming back. Like I, I was all, I was a 10 at that before joining Rich Stylist, but social media, I was like literally a two. I could not be on video. I remember my first video I posted in Rich Stylist. I was sweating. <laughs> I was literally was dripping sweat. So I would say in terms of marketing, because that's social media, I went from like a two to now I'm definitely at a 10. So that part of it definitely propelled me into then being able to market to the exact clientele I wanted instead of just like working, 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 working. And then in terms of mindset, confidence in what I want in like the money area, charging what I want, that went along with it too. Yeah. That also, yeah, that also probably went from like, okay, I think I could charge this and back it up to like, yeah, I'm definitely charging this. And if you don't want to pay it, you're not my client. How does that feel to be like at that spot? Yeah. Cause when I was in Seattle, you know, I definitely at times had clients question my pricing and it's so insulting to have people who you think are your friends be like, how can you charge that? And I had people say that to my face. These days I have people like literally begging me on Instagram to do their hair and saying things like I'll pay extra, you know, so it's, um, people value different things. And so when I took rich stylist, it taught me that there are people out there who value this and you're not for everyone and that's okay. There's buyers at every level. There's people who would see your prices or, or even see your style and aesthetic and just be like, that's not for me, but that's okay. That there's someone else that's just perfect for them. And then there's other people like you're seeing flooding your inbox that are like knocking down your door saying you're exactly everything I've been looking for. Yeah. 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 Now you did mention, you said that, um, in rich styles, you watched everything and you followed everything to a T yeah. was there a, um, and thank you for doing that because I think it's so important to just focus and implement and do the things. Cause when you do the things, yeah. amazing things happen. I figured if I'm investing into this, I'm going to do it right. And I took every Friday off and did it on my little backyard patio or on the couch every Friday. It was like, I'm doing this. And so, um, that's how I knew it worked really well for me is I definitely, followed all of it. Was there a particular training or a recommendation that was just like, that was the aha or light bulb moment for you? I think that the community it built, like I have been able to ask so many artists around the world, so many experts, extension experts advice, and everyone is so happy to share. And that's been huge. They are. It is, it is, uh, it is the most amazing group of talented. And you said experts, they truly are. There's all different types, all different levels, but yeah, they just jump in. Yeah. Um, I think for me, because I was so nervous about showing myself on social media and sharing myself on social media, practicing, um, the posts and the videos and that segment of it, 
And then uh, further on into the course, adjusting my website to have the application, that of course then completely changed who my client became. And so that for me in Texas has been huge because I don't accept a single client without an application and I, I make them fill it out even if they request appointments with me because like you taught, you know, it sets me up as the expert for success. Yeah, you, you have to have that from them other, otherwise. Now, do you, like, let's say you receive a text message or a phone call, someone gets your number, um, do you tell them, hey, like, I'm so happy to meet with you, but I'm gonna send you my application form and... Always. Me too. 100%, and it's been really helpful because you know, you always have uh, friends wanting you to do their hair. And, and of, of course, it's really flattering. But I just, you know, send everyone to my website, and then they can decide for themselves if I'm a fit for them or not. And a part of it is, is, is um, um, you know, everyone, everyone is like, we cut my hair, we cut my hair. And I'm like, sure, just get on my website. And then if they go through the application, they realize like, what I do is they probably had no idea what I actually do behind the chair. It's so important to have the, like the, that system yeah. that people go through. That way, uh, you made such a great point, like friends or people like, oh, can you just trim my hair? Can you put some extensions yeah. in? Um, you don't have to be like the bad guy or have to be the, you know, again, you also don't want to prejudge them to say, yeah. well, hey, oh, oh, sorry, you know, you know, I do, I do really luxury extensions. Like, no, but it's like, hey, here's, here's my, here's my website. You can go check it out and you can make your decision. I'd love to do it. You just, just, you go check it out and you make your own decision. Oh my God. It's been so helpful because I used to really struggle with that and it's just made everything so much easier. I'm so glad to hear that. Now, overall, how has being a part of Rich Style has like positively impacted your personal life and, and your, your business? Yeah. Um, so for me, having the community of um, extent, specifically ex extension artists for me, uh, with my move, I was able to get so much advice. And um, everybody in the community has just been so open and helpful and happy to share with each other. And I know that when I was getting ready to move and had little anxieties and fears, I... I would get so much advice from a lot of the stylists. And I know like Tania would leave me so many voice messages and just so wonderful and so happy to share, you know, at the end of a long work day. And, and it, that has been, I mean, that really got me through, through just, I think the hardest times. So it really has been so much more valuable than just following the modules. You know, there's been so much more to it. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And I love Tania. She's amazing. She's so awesome. She's so great. She was so helpful. Yeah. And she's in a similar position as you. Like she uses like mul some multiple brands and she has an incredible business and she's just so willing and open to yeah. share. And she's all about her numbers too. Like very like, you know, has the spreadsheets, has, has it all written down. So yeah. I think both of us probably have a little bit of that like survival mentality from being immigrants where like nothing's going to stop us because you have no choice but to survive. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They're helping you out. <laughs> That's why I love her story so much. It's like, 
I'm going to have to do this and no one else is helping me. So I'm going to figure it out. <laughs> That's right. Um, so last question about Rich Silas. What would you say to a stylist who was taking a look at Rich Silas, was interested, but was just unsure? Yeah, I would say if you're going to invest, then just commit because what you put into it is what you're going to get out of it. So I have actually had uh, quite a few stylists reach out to me over Instagram and that's what I've been telling them. Um, I tell them absolutely do it a hundred percent. It definitely launched my career into exactly what I wanted it to be. Um, but you have to commit and you have to put in the work. Uh, so commit to following everything and, um, you know, go for it. I, I thank you for sharing that. And thank you for being so supportive of Rich Stylus too, and being such an active um, part of it. Like, cause you jump in and answer people's questions and are, and are there to cheer people on. And, and that, that means so much too. But I think the best advice that, that you gave for that is you have to do the work. Yeah. It, investing in something or having hope that something will work out is like, that's all wonderful, but you have to actually commit literally exactly like you did exactly yeah. like you did to get the results that you want because yeah. no one's going to do it for you. Yeah. And that's, um, so much of what I talk about right now, just in general with work is you can't, no one can be entitled to anything without putting in the work, show up every day and, and really truly do your best at the salon and rich stylist, you know, whatever it is, put in the time, put in the hours, put in the work. That'll get you there. Yeah. Thank you so much. It was so valuable. And I appreciate you sharing your wisdom and your knowledge and taking the time today. It means so much. And I know it's really inspiring to stylists listening to see what's possible, even relocating during a pandemic and starting completely over like girlfriend, you, have done what many people would think is impossible. And I love that you've like shown people the way. So thank you for sharing it in even more detail today. Would you like to be the highest paid hair extensionist in your city? 86% of stylists make three to $5,000 per month. But as an extensionist, you can make that kind of money in one single day. If you're already certified by one of the top companies and you want to make the most money possible with that certification, then I'd love to invite you to discover Rich Stylist Academy. This is an elite mentorship where I give you the secrets to attracting the best clients, doing the best transformations and making the most money. Stylists in this mentorship commonly have 3K days, $10,000 months and six figure years. Space is very limited as we only accept 10 stylists per month to this mentorship. Click the link and fill out the quick free application and see if it's a fit for you.